This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. This morning, July 26, 2016, during morning mass, two Islamic terrorists entered the church of the Gambetta near Rouen, Normandy, France, while shouting Daesh, which is Arabic for Islamic State, and held between five and eight members of the congregation hostage. Both terrorists had fake guns and imitation explosives, which initially kept the hostages at bay. Only 30 miles from where Allied troops landed in 1944 for the liberation of Europe, the terrorists performed what has been described as, quote, an Arabic sermon from the altar, end quote, before forcing 84-year-old Father Jacques Amel to his knees and then to the ground. One of the terrorists then proceeded to slit his throat in the church, and the other filmed video as the priest bled out in front of his congregation. Early reports described this gruesome attack as an outright beheading. According to an unnamed witness, quote, they came suddenly, they, they took space, they spoke Arabic, I saw a knife, I left when they began to attack Father Jacques. I do not even know if they realized that I was leaving. According to the nun's sister, Danielle, everyone was saying, just stop, you don't understand what you were doing, but it had no effect. They forced us to get on our knees, and Father Amel wanted to defend us. That's when the violence started. Everybody screamed. They recorded what they were doing. It was like a prayer, a sermon, at the altar in Arabic. It's a horror. The regular parish priest was on holiday at the time of the attack and had deputized Amel to lead the services in his absence. A second individual was gravely injured by the terrorists but is clinging to life at the moment. According to another unnamed witness, quote, a nun escaped and raised the alarm and anti-terrorist officers were on the scene within minutes. It appears that the priest who was celebrating the service was attacked first and had his throat cut. The area around the church was sealed off and then armed officers appeared with their weapons. I heard at least a dozen shots. Both terrorists eventually exited the church shouting Allahu Akbar and were shot dead by police. There are reports that they used nuns as human shields against the bullets. According to local resident Ulali Garcia, my family has lived here for 35 years and we have always known Father Amel. He was someone who was treasured by the community. He was very discreet and didn't like to draw attention to himself. It can happen to anyone. The Normandy attack comes 12 days after 84 people, including 10 children, were killed and 308 were injured in the Bastille Day terrorist attack in Nice, France. Tunisian-born Mohamed Lahouj Boulel drove a massive box truck into a crowd while shouting Allahu Akbar, and people ran for their very lives. Authorities had previously obtained a terrorist hit list which included this specific church. Um, there was no word that I could find as to whether this church had been notified. ISIS quickly claimed responsibility for the attack through its Amak news agency, noting that it was carried out by, quote, two soldiers of the Islamic State, end quote, 
in response to the U.S.-led coalition involvement in the Middle East. President of the Regional Council of the Muslim Faith for Out Normandy, Mohamed Karabila, said, quote, The person that did this odious act is known, and he has been followed by the police for at least a year and a half. What does he mean? Well, authorities in France have reported that both terrorists were known terror suspects. French 19-year-old Adèle Kermiche was arrested twice for attempting to join ISIS in Syria. In March 2015, Kermiche was arrested in Munich, Germany for attempting to join ISIS in Syria. As a minor, Kermiche was placed under the judicial control of his parents, but after his 18th birthday, he again attempted to travel to the Middle East. You know, the parents who raised him so well. With two childhood friends, Kermish traveled to Switzerland by land and took a plane to Turkey with plans to cross the border into Syria. After the discovery of his plans, Turkish police deported him back to Switzerland. Where do these people get this money from? I was down to ramen noodles at that age. On May 22nd, 2015, Kermish was found guilty of, quote, associating with a terrorist enterprise, end quote, and sentenced to two and a half years in prison. The convicted terrorist served less than a year of his prison sentence and was released on March 22nd, 2016. Now, just to put this in perspective, there's a case on act in France that if you challenge the existence of the crimes against humanity committed by Nazi Germany during World War II, you can get a 45,000 euro fine and five years in prison. Five. This guy was let out in less than a year. A prosecutor protested his early release, but Kermish was released on the condition that he stayed with parents and was fitted with an electronic tracking tag. So police, of course, could know exactly where he was when murdering elderly religious figures. As per the terms of his early release, Kermish was allowed to be unsupervised between 8.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. The terrorist attack occurred between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., within the time frame that he was allowed to be unsupervised. Hey, what can you get up to in four hours? Not much. The second terrorist who was killed on site has yet to be named, but a third 17-year-old suspect named H.B. was arrested following the attack and is reported to be a relative of Kermish. French President François Hollande, quote, The threat remains very high. We are confronted with a group, Daesh, which has declared war on us. We have to wage war by every means, but through upholding the law, which is because we are a democracy. He went on to say, I owe you the truth. This war will be long. What it's aimed at is our democracy. Our democracy is the target, and it will be our strength, because our unity is our strength. It's with perseverance that we will succeed. In that way, we will be able to win the war against fanaticism and pain, and we will win this war. Ah, if only you could win a war with empty cliches. And this is what Trump means when he says that the politicians 
don't really have a clue what they're doing. Kamish was also known to have been a friend of Maxime Arshad, a French jihadi who has appeared unmasked in videos show, uh, showing the slaughter of captives from the USA and Syria. Ex-French President Nicolas Sarkozy said, We must be merciless. Legal quibbling, precautions, and pretexts for insufficient action are not acceptable. I demand that the government implement without delay the proposals we presented months ago. There is no more time to be wasted. Because who wants to let a crisis go to waste when it comes to expanding the power of the state? Former French Prime Minister and head of the Senate's Foreign Affairs Committee, Jean-Pierre Raffarin, said, Horror. Everything is being done to trigger a war of religions. Papal spokesman Father Federico Lombardi reports that Pope Francis is, quote, shocked by the terrorist attack and offers his, quote, most radical condemnation of the incident. He said, We are particularly struck because this horrible violence took place within a church, a sacred place in which God's love is preached with the barbarous murder of a priest and the involvement of the faithful. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, said, Evil attacks the weakest, denies truth and love, is defeated through Jesus Christ. Pray for France, for victims, for their communities. Really, Justin, evil attacks the weakest? You're blaming the 84-year-old priest? who either had his throat cut or was beheaded, he's the weakest? As for praying, it strikes me that they were in a church, presumably praying, when the attack occurred. Maybe, just maybe, the churches of the West could act more decisively to prevent bombings of the Middle East, which, if it's not causal, is certainly used as a justification for these kinds of attacks. We'll get to more of that in a moment. Archbishop of Rouen, Dominique Lebrun. Actually, that's spelled R-U-I-N. I have learnt with sadness of the killing this morning at the church of Saint-Étienne de Rouvray. The three victims, the priest, Father Jacques Amel, 84, and the authors of the assassination. Three other people were injured, one very seriously. I cry out to God with all men of goodwill. I would invite non-believers to join in the cry. Victims. So, if I understand what this man is saying, he's saying that the authors of the assassination, I think that's actually just assassins, that they are the victims because they were shot by police. So he's putting the priest whose throat was cut in the moral category of the people cutting his throat. I invite theologians to explain this to me. Non-believers to join in the cry. Cry! Because nothing is as strong a barrier to somebody half sawing off your head as crying. He went on to say, The Catholic Church cannot take weapons other than those of prayer and brotherhood among men. I leave here hundreds of young people who are the future of humanity, the true ones. I ask them not to give in to the violence and become apostles of the civilization of love. Actually, you have excommunication and damning people to hell, if I remember Catholic doctrine somewhat 
accurately. I think hell has been downgraded, but, you know, there still is excommunication, isn't there? Could you maybe apply that to people initiating conflicts in the Middle East? Just a possibility. French Front National Party leader Marine Le Pen, quote, The terror continues in Rouvray. The modus operandi makes it clear that we have to fear new attacks by Islamist terrorists. Marine's niece, Marion Le Pen, said, They kill our children, murdering our policemen and slaughtering our priests. Wake up! United Kingdom, Prime Minister, Theresa May, quote, Our thoughts and prayers are with all those affected. We all face a terror threat. If you look at the national threat level here in the United Kingdom, it is at severe. That means that a terrorist attack is highly likely. What is necessary, she said, is for us to all work together and stand shoulder to shoulder with France. We offer them every support we have in dealing with this issue and this threat that they and the rest of us are facing. But on one thing I think we are all absolutely clear, and that is the terrorists will not prevail. They are trying to destroy our way of life. They are trying to destroy our values. We have shared values, and those values will win through, and the terrorists will not win. United Kingdom Independence Party defense spokesman Mike Hookham, MEP, said, This latest appalling murder in France shows that militant Islam is at war with the people of Europe and with peaceful religions. Every day now, we have a new story of bloodshed and European leaders need to face facts rather than spend their time trying to convince people this isn't a problem. Juncker, Merkel and other EU leaders who oversaw the mass migration without any security checks have blood on their hands. May needs to up her game. Normandy, the home of the D-Day landings where thousands lost their lives to free Europe from fascist tyranny, has today witnessed a different form of fascism. But we defeated the Nazis so we can defeat these murderers if our leaders admit to what we are facing. And the church apparently donated the land for the mosque next door. So... The War on Terror. The War on Terror is a government program, like the War on Poverty, like the War on Drugs, which has failed to secure the world from drugs, and in fact drug use has increased, drug prices have decreased, entire regions have been destabilized, drug cartels have taken over vast sections of society in various countries. Government programs they don't work. And there's not even a strong enough word for them not working. They do the opposite of working. As of this recording, there have been almost 15 years of war, ground invasions in Iraq and Afghanistan, and just counting under Barack Obama, bombings in at least seven other mostly Muslim countries. And what is the result? What is the result? Well, there are more terrorists now than there were in 2001. And those terrorists are killing a lot more people. Fifteen years of war. The U.S. government says that 32,757 people were killed by terrorists around the world in 2014. 
That is about an 80% increase from 2013. One year, 80% increase. From 2002, that is 4,500% more people being killed by terrorists since the war on terror began. Next year, if it was a person, the war on terror has gone from diapers to driving. That since the war on terror to end terrorism has begun, there has been a 4,500% increase in the number of people killed by terrorists. In 2001, the beginning of this, Al-Qaeda was largely confined to Afghanistan. Largely contained. Now, Al-Qaeda and its rival, the Islamic State, have regional affiliates in over 15 countries. North Africa, Oceania, Southeast Asia, and the Middle East. This is a government program. And the cost... We see the cost in the West. It's in the newspapers. People who die. In March 2015, a report by a group of humanitarian organizations estimated that about one million people were killed in Iraq alone as a direct result of the U.S.-led war on terrorism. A million people in Iraq that's about 5% of the country's population. For the equivalent number of people to die in America would be um, about 15 million people. 15 million people in America killed by an external invasion based on falsehoods. I can't drive the conclusions home for you because I'm sure you have enough consciousness to understand them yourself. But we have produced a world described years and years ago by William Butler Yeats turning and turning in the widening gyre. The falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity.